episode of The Wall, Behind and Beyond, where we talk about issues affecting incarcerated individuals and their loved ones from the inside to the outside. This episode is an exclusive interview with the one and only Jay Renee from Prison Ride Radio. Welcome, and how you doing today, Queen? Hello, good brother. I'm doing pretty well this evening. Thank you for having me. Hi. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. That's what's up. You know, shall we get into it? Because we, you know, we're ready. To, we're anxious to hear, you know, these questions being answered by you tonight. Yeah, I'm ready to get into it. My eye is trying to give us technical difficulty, but luckily I don't need it to talk. So, what's up, bro? Oh, <laughs> It's all good. You're, you're an expert at this. I know you got it. There ain't nothing to it. It's what you do. You know, I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people will say that I'm an expert, but y'all don't even know. Like, I have anxiety about getting on camera and speaking and everything. So, like, you know, a way to get over that, what I did is I tried to know what I'm talking about. And I hope that that shines over everything, you know? So, I be nervous. And I mess up, and you know, I gotta, you know, so, you know. That's some behind the scenes stuff that people don't know, that people don't see, you know? Well, I like that because then that's how we get to know you. But um, I feel you on that because I've been doing it for a little while, and every time I do it, it's like, you know, I feel, I feel like, you know, it's my first time. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started with it. And uh, I know everybody is anxious to hear you. Uh, please tell us uh, who you are and give us some insight into the mission of Prison Ride Radio. Okay, um, my name is Jay Renee. I'm 40 years old and I'm originally from Wilmington, Delaware. I was in the military for 13 years before I got to retire. Yes, I got to retire early. And um, when I first came home, you know, I was doing other things. I was um, married to someone else at the time. And I was a housewife, like fully, you know, I, I was into it, but I wasn't really doing anything but that. And not to say that's a bad thing, you know, it's good. If you're a housewife, that's cool. That's good. You know, be the best one that you can be. I'm not taking it from anything, but I wasn't really, you know, doing much. Um, I ended up leaving that situation and I moved back to my hometown of Delaware and when I am particularly woman and that's where I grew up and that's where I moved back to my family a lot of my family there. and when I got there I couldn't ignore the things that I was seeing that was so drastically different you know it was like um when I was growing up there you know I grew up in the 80s and the 90s it wasn't that bad you know you might get into a fist fight uh the biggest thing that you want to avoid is you know getting hit by a car and if you do you know, it was a cold, nobody tell unless you know something really wrong with you. So life was different. And um, while I was off to the military, I would come back and people that I went to high school with or grew up with or even played with were being shot and, and being killed. You know what I mean? And at the time, it's of course, I felt that it bothered me. I grieved, you know what I mean? Like I always made sure that I went to where... Um, my loved ones and friends were, and I, you know, you know what you do, you go and you, you know, you pay homage and respect and stuff, you know, but it didn't really resonate what was going on. And, um, and also at this time when I was growing up, I've realized now as an adult that prison has been in my life for a long time. When I was a little girl, I had an uncle that went to prison for like 22 years and I always heard about him. So when he came, he wasn't no stranger, you know, it wasn't like, hey, uh, either, you know, but it was like, oh, okay, you're the one I've heard about, you know, 
and it and it moved on into my personal life. Um, schoolmates were going to prison. Not really too many family members, you know, a couple, but the men that I was dating or wanted to date were going to prison. And it and it was a big thing. It was like, you know, if we were so foolish as as kids, you know, we'd be so just just naive at heart and you know, just just see the world in such a different way. But um, you know, me and my girlfriends, we would get dressed up and we about to go see our man up there, you know taking collect calls, getting a, a behinds beat behind them, you know, crazy stuff. Moving on, went to the Army, coming back, right? So I come back to Wilmington, and I noticed that it's different. And by different, I mean the way the, the children are behaving, the fact that, I, you know, I'm grown, so I can sit outside at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, but I see children walking down the street. It's about three of them, but you all there were clearly too young to be outside, you know what I mean? Um, the respect level was different. And everything was just different, you know. And then um, I got into community. I wanted to, I said, okay, I see something's going on with my community. I want to give back to health. And as time progressed, you know, with the George Floyd situation and just when, because things have been happening, but things happened to where like everybody had to sit down and you couldn't miss it. For nothing, everybody got a smartphone, a, a cell phone, a, a laptop, a computer, a tablet. So you could not miss what was going on. And it sparked an accord in me to where things started going towards social justice. So I went from, and I still do community, but it, 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 it stopped being just community and it started to progress to other things. So it came to social justice. I started to pay a lot of attention to the police. Because, you know, um, I'm in the middle uh, being in the military, we have a thing called escalation of force. So it made me I feel I'm not an expert, but I, I know what I'm looking at. So, you know, I started to pay attention to that. And then it just started. Um, OK, and then it just started to progress to. Um, prison life like one it's been in my life forever two i have it takes a certain type of heart to do this because you have to see you know and feel for real that the people that are incarcerated um right now are formerly so are still people there's people out here that don't think that you're a person don't think that you deserve anything you know and i think the fact that you know i feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my destiny. And this is my purpose in life because everything I've been through led to this moment. So I can look at my brothers and sisters behind the G wall are coming back as a person because it's been in my life forever, you know? So eventually um, me, uh, Kwame and a brother named Sequence, we started talking about what can we do that can change the narrative, you know? I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. No, no, no. I, I wanted you to get that all out because I know you got a big story. Um, but I wanted to uh, follow up because you touched on a lot of things. Uh, one yeah, is you that gotta tell me, bro. You know, the time you, you grew up uh, in Delaware, you saw a lot of things changing when you came out the military, and it mm -hmm. was touching you. And you started to want to do something to make a difference. So that's what I I took away from the first question. Um, and um. And so that explains a lot. But that takes me to the next question that I have for you is, um, how did uh, Prison Riot Radio come to be? Okay, so yeah, I was getting there. I'm sorry, bro. You got to catch me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Go ahead. Um, so me, this brother named Sequence, and 
Yeah, me, a brother named C. Quentin Kwame, were talking about how can we get back? Because what sparked the conversation was all of these um, reality shows that are out that just show incarcerated people informally. So just they be making it look crazy. You know what I mean? So he was like, okay, that's not the real story. Like we know a lot of brothers and sisters that are doing a lot of amazing things, you know? So it was like, man, we need a platform. It was more of like, man, and there needs to be a platform for this. And then it became so, and we put it together. So that's how it came about. It came about from me, someone who's been raging since a child, someone who is incarcerated now, wrongfully convicted, been down for 30, and someone who is formerly incarcerated. Uh, yeah, speaking of, you know, you mentioned Kwame, uh, I was going to ask you next, uh, what drives you and your husband, who is an author, producer, filmmaker, you know, what drives y'all hustle and y'all work ethic? Because I see y'all got a lot going on over there. You know, I even did an interview with you um, in the past, and, you know, I'm looking forward to do another one. But it seems like y'all have that incredible hustle and work ethic, and what drives that? Okay. Well, you know, we both brought our own independent thing to the table, you know. Um, I leave with my heart. So my heart leaves me a lot. Though I have them, I do use my good sense and reason. But my heart is the biggest thing that motivates me. And I would say the same for him. But he's also, like, he's very, very intelligent. And he is the one that is better at um, navigating certain avenues and I don't know, it just meshes, it just meshed together. It wasn't nothing. Like, of course, you know, all relationships, I think that if you want to really be in them, there's work that you might need to do. Like, if you do something, you might need to check yourself, you know. But it just meshed together. So, I don't know, it just, it does what it do because it's supposed to. You know, I, this is also, I know this is also his passion. You know what I mean? So, it was just supposed to be, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ain't no doubt. And I like what y'all got going on. Um, I definitely want to comment on that. I'm talking about for those that's listening, you know, when you got um, a man and a woman, you know, especially a man that's behind these walls um, and his woman is a, 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 a force in and of herself, you know, when, she, when they come together and create that magic, you know, I want all y'all that's listening that got that to understand that that's a beautiful thing because a lot of times people can't handle it. Um, being in this situation because it ain't easy um, being married to or having a loved one um, who's incarcerated. So I tilt my hat and salute all the sisters out there and the family members who hold it down uh, while we up in here. Um, and that takes me to the next one thing I want to ask you about is um, how long have you been in this work and this business that you're doing? Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a business. I had somebody else that said that had asked me a similar question. It's not a business. It's more of a service, you know. Um, I started social. I started the community work in 2016 when I created. Okay, me, Kwame again, and Dana Dane. You know the rapper Dana Dane. We created this platform called um, called Hip Hop Humanism in 2016, and that's community straight up. So yeah, 2016, it's 2021 now. So what's that, like five years? But I'm going to tell you this, bro. Even though, even though, like, I've lived a full life, like, I went to Iraq twice, was in the Army, a house stuff. When I started getting into this work, I was like, yo, where have I been? Why am I late? Like, you know what I mean? Like, man, I really, I wish that I could have started a little sooner. 
I've always been a certain type of way. Like I used to hand out, you know, books on, you know, black history and, you know, tell people, you know, you don't have bad hair, like whole speeches and stuff. So it was always in me, but I just, I had to go through some stuff to be who I needed to be for this. I feel, you know, for so, sure. 2016. I think all of us are like that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I definitely understand where you're coming from because sometimes you don't know what you want to do. You know there's so much to be done. You know there's so many um, ways that um, changes can be made and people can be woken. But you don't understand where your lane is at. But then when you find it, you're like, ooh, this is where I was supposed to be all along. So I can dig what you're saying and I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, what advice do you have for those behind the walls who want to be successful entrepreneurs? What advice do I have? Um, hmm. Well, you know, I've never been behind the G wall. The only closely relatable thing I can talk or have that's similar is the military because it's a lot of things that are very similar, you know. Um, but I will say this, that uh, integrity is very important. You should always lead with that. Um, um, you have to be I'm smart. You, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> my bad, bro. Um, you have to be very mindful and smart of what you're doing. And that is what you're putting in your body and who you have around your body. Vices are your worst enemy when you're trying to do something with yourself. Vice will get you every time, and how it gets you is you think you can control it. You want to get rid of them vices. You want to take care of your body because you got to be healthy, right? You got to be healthy to be an entrepreneur, handle your business, you know? Integrity. You want to keep your integrity so people know, okay, when I deal with this person, they're going to be straight up with me. Your word is something that you can't get back once it's broken. No matter how much somebody say that, oh, it's all good, I trust you. They don't touch you like they did. Your word is very important, right? Take care of your body. Keep your integrity. And just try to have a solid team. And it can be hard, especially when you don't have nobody. You know what I mean? So you can reach out to platforms like me. You can reach out to platforms like this. And find there's people out here, y'all, that will help you. There's people out here that will advocate for you. There are people out here that will call uh, your prison and have their friends call all day long. Because they're not treating y'all right. You know what I mean? So you might not have a team that you can reach out and touch. But there are things that you can do to reach out and touch people that are willing to help. You know, so you want to get you a team, be it your family or the team that you reach to. That's real talk. Um, there's a lot of guys in here. They don't have the circle. They don't have the teams. But they got the talent. And um, I right, think that's right. um with Prison Ride Radio and what you do, a lot of times y'all give them the platforms and let them know you might not have the uh, infrastructure, but we do. So um, come get at us because I know a lot of people that uh, that you helped out in that way. So You have 60 seconds remaining. Oh, here go that lady again. So let me call back and we'll pick it up from there. We'll just take a commercial break. You want to call back? Um, All right. We'll be gone long, so y'all stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Um... I just wanted to say, go to my website, Grant Parole to Philip, G R A N T P A R O L E T O P H I L L I P dot com, and scroll down 
you'll see a link to donate for my legal fees as I'm in need of a criminal attorney. Uh, I also have another link to donate to my GoFundMe for mental health expenses. Thank everybody for your support and thank everybody for the love they've been showing me. I appreciate it. And um, God willing, you know, it'll make a difference and I'll be home soon. Um, welcome back, you know what I mean? We went for a little break, you know, I had to I had to break. Y'all know she comes through every 20 minutes to talk about uh, 60 seconds. So, uh, I like that lady. I'm, I'm not fond of her at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know her very well, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, sister, I want to know, do you consider yourself a role model for others who are motivated by your grind? Um, you know, when it comes to being a role model, you know, that is a very, very big responsibility. And I do think that there's probably, you never know who's looking at you. So I'm sure somebody is, you know, um, what I call myself a role model in some things, some things I would say, yes, you should definitely follow me. I got you. And in some things, I might say, I might need to walk this path alone, you know? Um, so, I don't know, bro. I mean, I'm a, I just try to be, I, I'm a very real person. I try to just be myself. I lead with love. Like, that's my thing. Like, you know what I mean? I lead with love. I feel like love conquers all and love is stronger than pride. Now, that don't make me foolish. Like, I know how to tell you, you go over there and I'm going to go over here. And you stay over there, you know? But... You know, I leave with love. I try to be honest and I just try to be a good person. So I think that's definitely something to emulate. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. I don't, know. I don't know how to answer that. No one's ever asked me that before. Well, listen, let me answer for you. You are definitely a role model because a lot of people that I know and some of my own team, you know, they reach out to you, ask you questions about this, this, this game, you know, if you want to call it that. Some people don't believe in that word either, but. A lot of times people say, oh, I'm going I'm to um, talk to you every day and see what she think about this. So, you know, the people that's watching what you're doing and saying, you know, the sister's out here making it happen, doing what she got to do. And especially young girls, you know what I'm saying, coming up that don't know what direction they want to go. And so they might hear something you say, and they might be like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to shine a light. I want to bring awareness. So you're definitely a role model. That's for me. You know what I'm saying? I will say that, you know I appreciate that, bro. I'll take you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so what would you say is your vision going forward? Our vision going forward, yo, we want it to be more servicing. Like, we would like to get to a point to where we can have a service to where incarcerated individuals can reach out to others. That will want to write them. We would like to get to the point where we can just do more. You know what I mean? If it, in my mind's eye, like my, if I could have whatever I want, I would like it to be funded in a way that anybody that was incarcerated that didn't have anybody, we could give them something. You know what I mean? Um, I would like the work that we do to expose the corruption that's going on in these facilities so brothers and sisters can stop suffering at the hands of these people that are, are deprived and sadistic. Obviously, the inhumane things that I hear all the time, I would love for Prison Riot Radio 
to to lead the way, help bring up the rear, charge the front of getting that corruption out of there and getting people this humane treatment. You know what I mean? Um, something else for the future. I, of course, you know I'm into community, but like to do something to where maybe parents behind the G wall can facilitate things to their children. You know, it might be like something they put together with like a service. We might make course for your kids or anything that's coming from a parent, and it can be free of charge or almost free. You know what I mean? So them type of just making it something yep. that really helps people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and when I and when I you know I taps in with you and your husband you know like once a month or whenever I got a chance or whenever he got a chance and we build on um, networking and how to connect these facilities and these institutions across the country and what can we do um, as a united front. Uh, to to make it easier on our, us and our families and to change some of these conditions. So I really appreciate that part too. And I was thinking about that as you was uh, giving your vision. So um, I, you know, I'm gonna shout out him and you know let him know all day it's all brotherhood. You know. Um, so the next thing I want to ask you is where do you see yourself in say five years? Five years. Mm. Well, <laughs> um, if my if my husband gets to be home, I don't know. Jay Renee might have a, a baby. Who knows? You know, possibilities are endless when it comes to my personal life. As far as uh, hey, as far as um, like the fight in community, I plan on still be doing this, but hopefully better and bigger to where I can do more, man. Like. If you, as, as long as you know me, you'll say I'm a very given person, you know what I mean? Especially to those that need, that are in need or need help, especially kids. Like kids, like they got me wrapped around their finger, you know, even though if I tell you sit down, you need to sit down, but I got you, you know? Um, so five years, I just want to be, I want Prison Riot Radio to be doing bigger and better things. I would like for my journalism to be, reaching more masses and more change in in this system i i would love for the crimes that happened in wilmington delaware where i'm from you know justice for jeremy mcdowell justice for lamar moses justice for yaheem harris justice for jabri hunter and that's only four in the last uh 15 years they've shot and killed or they've shot about 56 people you know, someone else just got shot not too long ago. I would love to see the corrupt system there I, to get rid of Leobor, you know, go that's protecting officers. So I would love to see justice, not only in America, but definitely in my own little city where I'm from. So that's what I want. Five years, I see things looking up, doing bigger and better things for my Ain't people. No Ain't no doubt, I can feel you on that, and uh, I'm glad you said their names. You know, that's what we gotta do. We gotta make it clear that they are, uh, they still here. And uh, they were somebody, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we respect that and we appreciate that all day. Uh, how can we, in the world of public information, support each other in building greatness? Um, one, of, I just, I just talked about this too um, on a couple, you know, my own platforms. Is we have to, everybody involved in this needs to check their ego at the door and know that the first and, and most important goal of us all is getting justice right so we that needs to be the first thing you know what i mean and i think 
at coming together, being more united, checking our egos at the door, focusing on the fight that we're doing, putting people where they need to go, where they are the best. You have some people that know how to, you know, the laws, they know how to protect the people. Let them do that. They might not be in their writing legislation. So those that write legislation, go write it. Don't talk about the protesters in the street. You know what I mean? Like we need to work together and be a united front. If, if we have to be collective and, and, you know, we need to, you ever heard that saying where your mom would be like, what goes on in the house, just stay in the house. That's something else that needs to happen. You know what I mean? Things happen, but that don't mean you have to, you know, just make a big ruckus of it. Still support the fight. The fight comes first. If you're in a in a group and that group separates and though you're fighting for justice and they're fighting for justice and y'all not sharing each other's stuff because y'all beefing, y'all need to check yourself and see what are you really doing and why are you really here? And it's okay. Sometimes you might have to check yourself check yourself but get it together you know what i mean what it say check yourself before you wreck yourself that's the old saying but that you know what i mean but so yeah we need to come together on a united front and get this work done straight up hey i'm so glad you said that because that's a problem that's a real problem we're trying to make progress and there's so many groups in this advocacy world so many groups in this information world that i hear about and they're doing good, they're doing good things, and then next thing you know, um, they improve because there's friction or there's, you know, problems. It's always going to be a problem. I don't care what type of organization you're in, but it's the way you handle it. Like you said, handle it in-house, and even if you can't um, figure it out together, then you move on, still support each other, still um, tweet for them, still, you know, put their right. up on yours. You right. know what I mean? Because we all in it together, and if we right. don't... Yeah not going to make the changes that we're trying to make. Go ahead. I'll let you answer that again. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you, everything you saying on point, bro, I'm just agreeing with you. And I will say this too, that any organization or group body or coalition or anything, y'all, it has to have conflict resolution. I don't care if you got to teach classes on it. Conflict resolution is so important in working with others. We all have all different types of personalities. Someone might have had a bad day. Somebody might not feel good. They might have pain. When people are in pain, they might be liable to say anything, you know? You don't know what people's going through. So conflict resolution helps you to deal with all these different personalities. It helps you check yourself at the door. It helps you to, to know how to constructively say things. And sometimes people have to separate and that's okay. But that one goal still needs to be justice. Okay, you over here and I'm over there, but where we going is up there and we finna go up there. So we need to, even if we finna making a why into the, you know what I mean? That needs to come. So, you know, that's where I'm at with it, bro. No, no. I feel you. Uh, you know, one more thing you said um, that they have to have conflict resolution, and I'm going to say they got to have team dynamics. So, yeah, these classes need to be taught on some of these groups and teams, um, wherever they may find yeah. themselves. Uh, That's okay. You said, you know, I wanted right. to, you know, finish, finish it off by asking you, how can listeners get in touch with you or get on with your company or your program? What what, what they got to do to uh, be able to do that? Okay. Uh, to get linked up with us, you can email us at prisonriotradio at gmail.com. 
prisonrietradio at gmail.com. Or you can email jrenee at prisonrietradio.com. And that's J-A-Y-R-E-N-E at prisonrietradio.com. You can hit me up on Instagram under prison underscore riot underscore radio. And or, excuse me, you can hit me under the J Renee. That's all together under Instagram. And that's T H E J A Y R E N E. It's always a pleasure, sister, and anytime. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, you really sparked my, uh, I always had it on my mind, but you really sparked for me. Um, to get involved in this kind of way after I did your show. So, you know, it's all solidarity for me. I got one alibi. We do have um, a mailing address too, because some people might not be able to reach us like that. So for the snail mail, it's P.O. Box 641, Rocky Mount, North Carolina, 27802-0641. So that's P.O. Box 641, Rocky Mount, North Carolina, 27802-0641. Damn. First show. First show. That's right. <laughs>